crazy people for God we got in this place today. Amen? Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank the Lord that he renews your strength. When you're fatigued, when you're tired, the Lord gives you some, some juice, amen, to keep you going. So we're so grateful for, for everybody that volunteered and literally, as you have seen, the before and after pictures, a transformation has taken place in this place, amen? So we give God all the praise and, and all the glory. We, we understand through scripture that this building is not the church, amen? The church is gathered in this building. The church is you and the church is me because the Holy Spirit resides within us. See, in the Old Testament, you had to go to a place. And in that place was the presence of God. People were afraid of the presence of God. If people weren't right with God and they, they uh, treated God unworthily, they died in the presence of God. That's how... Uh, awesome it is now to experience the presence of God, that God literally has reached out his hand and said, come into my presence. Because of Christ, because of the salvation that God gives us, we are accepted by God, we belong to God. He actually likes us, not only loves us, <laughs> amen, and he invites us into his presence. Because he's, he is love. Jesus said that the love that I have with the Father, I pray that you will experience that love and that we will be one. Amen? When we worship the Lord, friends, the presence of the Lord is here. The love of the Father, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us. Do you experience and have you encountered the presence of the Lord today? Amen? Worship, we, we understand, is a 24-hour deal. We don't, we don't, uh, this is a celebration time when we gather together. Worship is 24-7 as we offer and surrender ourselves to the Lord, his lordship, claim him as master and, and, and king. That's what the church is all about. We read in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus asked, who, who do people say that I am? Some say you're Elijah, they said. Some say John the Baptist. And Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Amen? Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. You can't come into an understanding of the kingdom of God and the presence of God and the grace of God in our natural mind. Amen? Our spirits need to be born again. Someone said that the church is a new society, the society of the twice born. Amen? We're born physically. When we're born into, into this world, our, our spirit is dead to God, but alive to this world. Alive to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. And what Christ has come and done is taken us from spiritual darkness into spiritual light. Amen? Taken us from death into life. And now we walk in this newness of life that every day is an adventure. Doesn't matter if you're tired. Doesn't matter if you're cranky. Doesn't matter if you have anxieties, fears, worries. You are a child of God and God loves you and he's got a purpose and plan for your life. And it is awesome. Praise 
breaks the yoke of the bondage of self. Now, when I go out with, with uh, my friend Doug, and we go, to, we go to lunch, and he sees that I'm dealing with myself, and he tells me often, you got to be freed from the bondage of self. Don't you love friends like that? Amen? you got to be freed from the bondage of self. Flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. That's been revealed to us by the Spirit of the living God. We're so grateful for the presence of God. We never, ever take the presence of God for granted. He lives within us. He's here to minister to us. We are his church. Now, if we pass the mic here, we can get several ideas of what church is all about. Many of us have had different experiences of the church. Amen? Many have experienced great joy and uh, have encountered God in church. Many have suffered harm and have uh, suffered hurt in the church because of selfishness, because of man's power, not yielding to the presence of God and to the truth of God's word. We're going to look at what the church is. Why church? Why in the world are we here on a Labor Day weekend where we could be anywhere else? And everybody's saying, yeah, why am I here today? <laughs> why am I here? <laughs> oh, man, you know what? We're going to find out that you and I and, and us, we are the body of Christ. You don't see, you, you, you're, when I'm up here, you're not going to see my arm come flailing off and hit the wall over there because it's rebellious. Amen? We are the body of Christ. We're going to find out what the body of Christ is all about, what the church is all about today. We're marked by the very seal of God. The Holy Spirit resides within us. We are the church. Jesus said, after he said, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you, but that has been revealed to you by my Father. Then he said this, and I love being on the offensive. I love winning. I'm a very competitive guy. I don't like losing. Jesus said, I will build my church, and guess what? The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen? It doesn't matter what Satan throws at us. There is victory in the name of Jesus. We sang about it today. Victory in the name of Jesus. In the midst of sorrow, this is the paradox of our Christian faith, people. In the midst of sorrow, we have this unutterable joy of the Lord. Amen? In the midst of total chaos and confusion that's going on in our lives, we have the very peace of God that mounts guard over our heart and life. The peace of God which passeth understanding. We sit down and we say, what is going on? I got all this stuff going on in my life, but I'm experiencing peace. That's the presence of God and the Lordship of Jesus Christ over your heart and your life. If you haven't claimed Christ as Lord, do it today. Amen? And start living the, advent the adventure of being recklessly abandoned to the will and purpose of God. Days and times and seasons, this age, this culture, our society, is going absolutely insane, and we love it. You know why? Because it's a picture of what man can do in his devices and intentions of rebelling against God. It's total insanity to rebel against God. You'll find out, and we see it in the world today, that there's disillusionment, fear, 
anxiety. The very rebellion against the order and creative design of God according to our sexuality, according to marriage, amen, according to family. So we're, we are the church gathered in God's building today to stand on the word of God, amen? Man shall not live by bread alone, by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We believe in the inerrant, infallible word of God. In these pages are written the word of God. God breathed and inspired men to write this book, the authoritative word of God for our conduct and our belief today is in, is in this word. We don't doubt his word, we believe it, amen? If God said it, I believe it, and it's settled for me. Even if you don't believe it, it's settled in heaven, the word of God today. My advice to you, believe the word of God, amen? Believe the word of God. Can you imagine every believer and every Christian, everything they, they read, they heard the word of God and they believed it, what the church would become if we just believed the word of God. Amen? Believed the word of God. Put our faith and trust in the word of God. Are you fearful today? He's not given us a spirit of fear, power. He's given us a spirit of power, love. And some of us need this, a sound mind. Amen? Amen. A sound mind. That's a promise in God's word. You might be suffering from the travail of inflation and what's happening in our, in our country, and you've been wondering what is going on and how am I going to pay some bills. I've always said that my employer, I work for FedEx at night, they are not my provider. Amen? And every time I get a check when I'm in the office, I say to them, hey guys, can you believe it? We actually get paid for this. And they look at me like I'm, I'm nuts. <laughs> I don't consider FedEx my employer. God is my, my employer. God is our, our provider. And we, when we begin to believe the word of God, friends, God takes up his word. And his word is truth. Amen? Let's turn over to Ephesians chapter 4. In our presence today is my mom and dad, Steph's parents, my in-laws, and uh, they are here today. And what I, what I found out, what I actually found out that we couldn't do in the park because of the sound system, I can actually walk with this microphone anywhere in this place and come up to someone and really, really bug them. So I'm going to ask my, my dad if he can just give a word of encouragement to us today. Uh, his name is Bob, my mom, Janice, and um, look at this. I'm talking. There's no ringing. Hey, hallelujah. I could work for the Price is Right over here. Hey, um, dad, you, you've been a missionary. You've, you have planted a church. And... Uh, you guys are old, and you're, you're really, okay. Um, but God has blessed you, and God has uh, 
work through you. And uh, publicly, I want to say that you've been an example to me and uh, a blessing. Okay. Hey, Dad, just give us, uh, give us a word. Thank you. I am not a Pentecostal, but I'm a Christian. And absolutely one-on-one -on -one with you folks, you are such an inspiration to me. And uh, as I keep my hands at my side, I worship God uh, the most intensely that way. But I look to my right, I see my daughter. I look to my left, I see my granddaughter. They move their arms around. And it makes me wish I had the freedom to raise my hands. So I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. Praise the Lord. I am so proud of uh, my son-in-law and my daughter and their children, Zach and uh, Amaris. And God has enriched us immeasurably here in the city of Lackawanna. And I'm going to just have Jan correct me a little bit on things I forgot. We just want you to know that we have been praying really intensely for y'all as uh, you've been going through this process of, of uh, finding this church. We walked in here on Wednesday night through that back door and I said, dear Lord, just help them and help them not to mind if it's a mess on Sunday, but just to be able to see you and we walked in again yesterday afternoon and tears just came to my eyes as I realized how God is blessing this place through you because there were people who had been here kind of nonstop, including our own grandson by the time he came home, although he said he'd been fortified by six pieces of pizza, I believe. <laughs> And 11 hours for a 15-year-old getting this church ready, along with others that I saw painting and scrubbing. And anyway, we just praise the Lord with you and know that he is going to use you in this building and in this community. And uh, we thank and praise him. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord has left our, his mark on us. Amen. And this morning, I'm just going to take that acronym mark and we're going to look over some scriptures and speak about um, what God is doing with us in, in his church. Amen. Let's all stand together as we read his word. OK, let's stand and turn to Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians chapter four. And we're going to read 11 to 16, Ephesians chapter 4, 11 to 16. And here we go. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, 
by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way unto him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Lord, we thank you for your word. We do pray that you would speak it directly to our hearts, our spirits, our mind today. Bring transformation, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, if we went around the room, we could probably uh, dive into stories of our lives and our immaturity. Amen? Decisions that you made that you look back and you say to yourself, what in the world was I thinking? Unintended consequences because of immaturity. The instruction to his church today through the word of God in Ephesians is that we grow up in him and we, be and we become mature. We understand that in several of the churches that Paul ministered to, there were problems and the problems were the people. Some say that the church would be awesome if it wasn't for the people, right? I mean, isn't this building great? You know, the church is made up of people. What was happening in Corinth was is that everybody was following someone out of self-interest. They said, I, some, some groups said, I follow Paul. Another group said, I follow Apollos. Another group, out of pride and arrogance, say, well, I follow Christ. And Paul was trying to minister to them and say, listen, man, I can't, I can't even give you the meat of God's word because I got to give you a little, little milk because you're kids. You're dealing in the church with human self-interest, human preference, not submitting to one another, not preferring one another, not honoring one another, not loving one another. You are immature. You are carnal Christians. Christians that are in operation in the flesh and not allowing the Spirit of God to minister to them, to change them and transform them. Our, our, our aim today, and this should be understood by all of us, is that in and of ourselves, we can do nothing. Amen? We can't manage our life. We need the Holy Spirit to direct us. And with the, without the Holy Spirit's movement in our hearts and in our lives, we are lost. We are immature. And God is instructing us today. Hey, take a look at your life. Look at the decisions you're making. Look at the mindset that you have in your heart and in your life and allow the Spirit of God to change you through his word as you become mature. There's nothing like seeing a, a guy in his middle age dealing with issues of immaturity. It's sad. And it's a sad thing to the heart of God. When there is a believer in Christ that has been a believer for years and years and years, but they're not growing, they're not maturing, they're not being conformed to the image of Christ on a daily basis, going from faith to faith, grace to grace, being changed, amen? Change happens when we take our heart and we give it to God and we say, God, here is my heart, change me, amen? And God changes us and transforms us. M stands for maturity. Are you ready? to be mature believers in Christ 
living up to your full potential in God. Amen? Are you ready for that? Let's deal with the self-issues. Let's deal with the, the mindsets of this world and the mindsets of the flesh and the mindsets of our self-interest. When we become born again, all of a sudden our self-interests become, we are God-interested. Amen? Our self-consciousness flies away and all of a sudden we're more God-conscious of all that he has for us and all that he is to us. So maturity is the, is the key. Let's grow up in Christ. Amen? We grow up in Christ by getting to know Christ and allowing Jesus Christ to have this personal, intimate, intricate relationship with us in such a way that he changes us. He changes us. Man, Jesus said to his disciples, fellas, I got I to gotta get out of here. I got to go. But when I go, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will be in the form of, or another form but the same, ministering my spirit, manifesting my thoughts, manifesting the life of Christ in your heart. The Holy Spirit does this. Let's yield to the Holy Spirit, friends. Amen? Are there issues in your heart and life that you're not turning over to the Lord today? He's here with his hand open and says, commit them to me. Cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. Amen? Man, we serve a great Savior, and his work is never, ever, ever, ever done. He never sleeps. He never slumbers. The person and work of Jesus Christ, from birth until right now, sitting at the right hand of God. Listen, friends. Grasp this thought. The very Son of God that lived a sinless life, died for you, humiliated and embarrassed, died naked on a cross. Let's not, let's not, let, let's understand something. There wasn't a nice little tarp covering his, his uh, lower abdomen. He died naked on that cross for us so that we can be transformed and now ascended into heaven, glorified. The Father said, well done, sit down. He sit, sat down, his work was done. But he continues to pray for you. The Son of God, the living Son of God, God himself is praying for you. And he's saying, have faith in God. Amen? Have faith in God. Maturity. Let's grow up in Christ. Let's not be continually dealing with the elementary principles of, of, of repentance, of always feeling bad for our sin. It's a good thing, but turn it over to God and turn to God. Amen? Always dealing with our self-interests. Sometimes, friends, don't you get sick of yourself? Come on, let's face it. When you look in the mirror, you're like, what are you doing? Our God, his loving compassion, steadfast love is steady. Always, always loving us the same. When we're weak, when we fall, when we fail, his love is constant towards us. He's the rock of our salvation. Amen? Maturity is an important thing. Let's grow up, people. Amen? Man, when, we look, when I look back at my, uh, my life and times with my mother, my poor mother, oh, God, forgive me. Oh, pain and suffering. She'd always tell me, and I'm dealing with, with Zach right now. Uh, anyways, I'm, 
where <clears throat> she would say, clean up your room. And she'd say this, it takes as much time to pick up the clothes from the, from the floor and put it on a hanger as it is to just throw it on the floor. And I said, oh, really? Let's try that. Here's a hanger, Mom. Ready? Go. Bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. That's why she broke many wooden spoons on me, okay? Many. Maturity. See, the church, the people, we deal with each other on different levels of, of, of maturity. Isn't it true? When one weeps, we all weep. When one has joy, we all have joy. We lock our arms. It doesn't matter if you're a baby Christian. We're locking your, our arms together. If you've been a Christian all your life and you're, you're growing in the Lord and you have the wisdom of the Lord, seasoned walk with God, we are all interconnected. We are all interdependent upon each other. This is what the Word of God says. Amen? We need each other. The, and, and every person is gifted and graced by God to be a powerful force and impact in, the, in his church. Maturity. My mom always said when I came back home from college, spent the summer, she'd say, would you go back to school? You're eating all my food. Isn't that great? <laughs> she was awesome. At her funeral, I gave the eulogy and said, man, she was tough as nails but gentle as a dove. Amen? Tough skin, soft heart. Man, maturity. The second, the second in our acronym today is A, for accountability. Accountability. Do you know that we will come before the Bema seat of Christ? Not judged for our sin. Our sin is covered. But judged based on what we do with our lives. We're accountable to God for what we do with our lives. Whatever we do in word or deed, we do unto the Lord and in the name of the Lord. Amen? We're accountable. We will face Christ face to face. And when I get to see Jesus, I want him to be pleased. Amen? Pleased. Say, well, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Accountable to God. And you know what? We're accountable to each other. We can't live our lives just based on our self-interests and our self-consciousness and do whatever we want. Our lives might stumble someone entering the kingdom of God by our actions, right? And this is the thing about the spirit of the living God. When he comes into our heart, we're free to do what we ought to do, not free to do what we want to do. Amen? If you know that you're around somebody that has problems with alcohol and you've talked to God and God says, hey, you know that you're not going to drink around that person. Amen. If someone has uh, different problems in relationships, we're going to encourage that person by our example of loving our wives, loving our husbands, loving our families, so that people can look at us. And like Paul, we could say, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen? Is your life a standard of what Christ's life is all about? Can you say to people, listen, 
follow me as I follow Christ. They say that our faith and our discipleship of other people, what we have and what God has imparted into us, we reproduce in the lives of others. Do you, in your walk with Christ, do you really want someone to reproduce that? Let's live with this idea of accountability. We're accountable to God, and we're accountable to each other to live our lives in the holiness and the fear of the Lord, not make stupid decisions that might stumble someone for all eternity from entering into the kingdom of God. It's drastic, isn't it, friends? It's drastic. God is able. God is able. So God calls us as the church to maturity. He calls us to the church as accountability to God and accountable to one another. And then he's called us to be responsible. Dag nabbit. I hate that word, responsible. Who wants to be responsible? Right, Bill? I mean, come on. <laughs> responsible. Hey, let's turn over to... 1 Peter, chapter, 1 Peter, chapter 4, and verse 7. 1 Peter, chapter 4, and verse 7. Responsibility. This also goes along with, our, with accountability. Here it goes. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers, Above all, keep, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. Look at this ceiling, guys. This black has covered a multitude of sins. Amen? And just like the blood of Christ applied to our hearts and in our lives covers our sin, changes us, transforms us. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Each one of you have received a gift. Use it, amen? Employ it, work it for the glory of God because of our responsibility as stewards of all that God has given us. Isn't there freedom in realizing that we're just stewards of God's money? We're stewards of God's house we live in. We're stewards of the car that he's given us. We're stewards, we're stewards, we're stewards. We manage the things that God has given us. We're even managers and stewards of our own children because they are God's. Amen? So we are maturing in God. We're accountable to God, accountable to each other. We are responsible to walk in the giftings that God has given us. Let's look over at Romans chapter 12 too, okay? Romans chapter 12. It's a beautiful, beautiful, well-known passage of Scripture. And we're going to read a couple of verses here. Are you with me? Everybody okay? You're not falling asleep in these nice, comfortable seats, are you? They are great. Here we go. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. We've talked about this word transformed, metamorphosized, like a butterfly out of its ugly cocoon. That's what God does to our lives. Transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, 
the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Amen? Isn't that a thrill to know that we could know the will of God? Perfect. Perfect will of God. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them if prophecy according to faith, if service, the work of faith, if teaching, work of faith. He who exhorts or encourages, it's a work of faith. Who, he who gives money, it's a work of faith. Amen. And generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be genuine and authentic. Amen. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with loving compassion, brotherly affection. And here's a great one for us today. Outdo one another in showing honor. Andy, I honor you. So, no, so you say, no, I honor you. No, I honor you. No, I honor you. No, I honor you. No. We all honor God. Yes, amen. Right on, brother. Amen. Yeah. Come on, get up here and preach one day, man. That was awesome. No. All right. That's my job, he says. Okay. Oh, this is the word of God, is it not? Are you feeling refreshed by the word of God? Amen. Renewed, restored by the word of God. It's life to our hearts and to our lives. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Amen. Let someone else praise you. You don't have to go yapping around with all your giftings and all that you do. Amen? Let somebody else praise you. And then when someone else gives you praise or lifts you up, you deflect it like a mirror back to the glory of God. Amen? That's how you do it. You don't take all, all this to heart and become prideful in all of our service and all of our ministry. We deflect it back to God in honor to God. So God is maturing us. Amen? Let's grow up, people. We are accountable to God, accountable to each other. We have this responsibility that God has given us to operate in the giftings that God has given us and the grace that he has measured out towards us. Amen? All that you need and all that you, you have is sufficient to live this Christian life in power and in love. Amen? Power and in love. The Church of Jesus Christ. You know, Edith is an awesome lady. Edith, can you hear me? Raise your hand if you can hear me. Okay, good. You know, we went to a, we went to a restaurant, Christie's in West Seneca, really good restaurant. I don't know if you've been there. But uh, Edith had the whole place in an uproar because of her great love and of her smile. 
the waitress ended up giving her a hug and a kiss because of her great attitude. Always smiling, always keeping going. So we go back to the, to the restaurant, Steph and I. The waitress doesn't care about us. She comes up to us and she says, hey, where's Edith? Were you going to bring Edith back? You know, chop, chop liver, right? I mean, come on. It goes to show you this. It doesn't matter how old you are. All your stuff going on. You can bless the Lord by the life that you live and the smile that you smile. Amen? So, Edith, we want to publicly bless you today because of who you are in Christ and your love for God. Amen? Let's give Edith a clap offering. Amen? Come on. We bless Edith. We honor one another. The last letter in this acronym of mark. God has marked us. We have a mark of Christ on us. We're in Christ is the kingdom of God. Amen? Now, Matthew chapter 6 talks about look at the flowers of the field, how beautiful they are. Look at the sparrows. God takes care of them, always supplies them with food. How much more is God going to take care of us? than the sparrows and the flowers of the field. Do you get the picture, amen? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. Whatever you need today in God is available now as you reach out in faith and accept it, amen? Do you need peace? Let the Prince of Peace come to you today and bless you. Do you need some cash? Come to the church and ask us, amen? If you're, if you're struggling, and you need something taken care of, you come. We are the body of Christ. We, as the church of Jesus Christ, have an open hand. Amen? We're not hoarders of God's cash. Now, everybody's going to come and say, hey, you got 20 bucks? No, I don't. But if you, have a genuine, if you have a genuine need, you come to the church, the people of God, and we take care of each other. Amen? Acts chapter 2. Everybody had everything in common. And everything that they had, they did not consider their own because they considered it the churches, the body of Christ. Isn't that the way we live our lives, people? So we have an open hand. You see my hand right here? You can take what you want, but take it quick because God is putting something else in my hand. Amen? That's how we live. Give and it shall be given unto you. More blessed to give than receive. We're marked by the very spirit of Christ. We are the church of Christ. We are the body of Christ. The, uh, the sense that you've been marked today, sealed by the Holy Spirit. Let's grow up in God and be mature. Let's realize that we live our lives accountable to God. We'll face him one day, and we are accountable to each other to live our lives for the glory of God in the name of God. We're responsible to operate in the giftings that God has given us and the grace that he's measured out to us. It's exciting, amen? God wants to use us, each and every one in this room, for the glory of God. And we do it all for the kingdom of God. The kingdoms of this world will soon be the kingdoms of our Christ, amen? Let's bow our hearts for a word of prayer. Lord, we love you today. We don't have words to express our great love. 
All we know that you loved us first. And like a steamroller, you rolled right over us, squashed out all our obstinance and rebellion, squashed out all our hindrances, and your love poured in. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit has shed abroad the love of God in our hearts, and we're so grateful for the love of God. Holy Spirit, we love you today. We thank you for ministering your grace, marking us and sealing us with your spirit. Lord, we're so great in this, grateful in this day of deceit, treachery, and lies, the cunning work of satanic forces against us, that we raise the banner of truth, the word of God, and we tear down strongholds. We tear down all that is coming against us based on the word of God. God, we stand today and we ask you to forgive us for not trusting and having confidence in the truth of God, in the word of God. As we partake communion, we ask, oh God, that we have a time of confession. We confess our sins. You're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, the power to save us from the penalty of sin, and the power to overcome sin and wrongdoing in our hearts and lives. So we confess our sins to you today, Lord. Take us, mold us, shape us, move upon us, oh God, by your grace. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. It's because of the cross. We're going to sing about the cross. We're going to sing hallelujah for the cross. Amen. Hallelujah for the cross.